Welcome to your next episode of Business Wise. This is a podcast series for entrepreneurs interested in expanding through learning and applying the management system discovered and developed by humanitarian philosopher and administrator, Mr. L. Ron Hubbard. Well, I've been looking forward to sharing with you another topic today. Based on popular demand, we're going to tackle something else first. We're going to discuss gross income. Now, while this is a topic of great interest to many people, it is actually one of the easiest things we do is to help a member raise their income. It really is. If you tell someone to just clean up their office, just clean up your business, take all the junk out of it that doesn't need to be there, uh, put a smile on everybody's face and just see if that doesn't change your income. Try it sometime if you don't believe me. Just try that. But we're not going to talk about that today, but that is the subject of another podcast I would like to do at some point. But today we are going to discuss the senior most datum with regards to income what Mr. Hubbard calls the Gross Income Senior Datum. Now, this article was written on the 30th of July, 1968. It is only four lines long, and it is in all capital letters. So I'm only aware of a couple of articles from Mr. Hubbard in all capital letters. This is one of them. So being as it's so heavily emphasized, one could say, from Mr. Hubbard's point of view, it's pretty important. And so he says here, I quote, the size, not the quality, of an org's, remember that org is short for the word organization, the size, not the quality, of an org's mailing list and the number of mailings and letters to it determines the gross income of an org, end quote. Now, if you've studied Mr. Hubbard's works at all, you know that he chooses his words very advisedly, very carefully. So this is one sentence, and it's all in capital letters, and it gives the gross income senior datum. So it would bear close inspection to make sure we understand the words that he's choosing here. Now, one of those words is determines. It determines the gross income of the organization. So he's not using the word influence. He's not saying it affects. He's saying it determines the gross income of the organization. So with that in mind, look up the word determines And you can see why this would be the gross income senior data. I'll get into more of that later as to how much this has been validated by our own experience in working with entrepreneurs. But start with that, the word determine. Now, he also uses the word or term mailing list or org's mailing list. Now, discovered that this is commonly confused. There, there is the word mailing list or the term mailing list. And mailing list is a list of the names and addresses of the customers or prospects of a business 
which is used to send them information, letters, and sales promotion. So that's the definition of mailing list. But there's another term, and it's org or organization mailing list. Now that's different. The org mailing list would be the mailing list that belongs to the org. So you can rent mailing lists, you can acquire all kinds of mailing lists, you can use a phone book, that's a mailing list. But what is the org's mailing list? It's org, apostrophe S, S would then indicate, apostrophe S, then it indicates possessive. So this is a mailing list that belongs to the org. What is that mailing list? So it's further defined here. This is a list of names and addresses of persons who have bought something from an organization. This in full is the org mailing list. Okay, so we have mailing lists and we have the org's mailing list. So this datum, gross income senior datum, states the size, not the quality, of an org's mailing list and the number of mailings and letters to it determines the gross income of an org. So in light of this, we're talking about a specific mailing list, the mailing list of your customers or your clients or your patients or whatever you want to call them, your patrons. How do you acquire a growing, expanding organization mailing list? By selling things to people. Now, what kinds of things do we sell people? It doesn't really matter. That they buy something from you of any type or any amount takes them from not being your customer to being your customer. And that's an extremely important transition. That puts them into a whole new category with regards to you and your business. Once they have crossed that level of trust where they are giving you some money or some income for some service or product, they have now gone from not being a customer to being a customer, and they should automatically or instantly go into something called the org's mailing list or your company's mailing list. And that mailing list, man, that is pretty much one of the most important assets you have in that company. And by George, I have seen those mailing lists in pretty bad shape in many people's businesses. As a matter of fact, it's not that uncommon to find no mailing list at all. I was in a roofing company some years ago that was struggling. It was a good-sized roofing company and was doing a bit of a walkthrough inspection. It was actually just paying a visit. It wasn't like it was a paying client, but in out of interest in them and so forth, just thought I would take a look around and see what we could perhaps do to help them a little bit. And I asked to see their mailing list, and they didn't actually have one. And I went into their warehouse. Of course, they had a big old warehouse. They had some sort of mailing list, but not a very well-organized one. I went into their warehouse, and I saw 
a wall with thousands of files, very thin files, all lined up, stacked on these shelves along a wall, quite orderly. And I asked the owner, what are these files? He said, well, those are the files of all of our customers. I said, really, what do you keep in those? Their warranty. So we grabbed a few folders, basically nothing in there but a warranty. And I said, hey, look, I've got an idea. Just take all this, take some of your guys here, and let's put all these names and addresses into a mailing list. And let's apply this gross income senior datum. Let's start sending them some, some newsletters, some letters. You can probably imagine the jump in income that that company experienced. They never had a slump after that. And of course, the argument comes back to you, well, how many times does somebody need a new roof? Look, at, let's, let's not get too particular about this. Let's just look at the datum and its purity, put them on your mailing list, and start mailing to it. I was describing this to uh, a member of mine, a dentist, and he had just come back from a conference, a business conference for dentists, and this dental management guru stood up in front of the room and gave the most, I have to use the word, asinine, business advice I have ever heard and that he recommended to all of his all of the participants at the conference to purge their files get rid of their files I can't remember the, the I think it was something like eight months or a year it doesn't really matter it was not much more than that but that's insane your most expensive sale is your first sale. What do you go through to get an identity onto your mailing list? I don't care if you sell them a $50 service, which by the way, this is one of the issues that individuals have with regards to building their mailing list. They don't have a low enough cost service for that introductory little bridge there where a person goes from not paying you to paying you something. 25 bucks, 50 bucks, Man, they go straight into your mailing list now because that's a whole new cat. That's a whole new public for you. That's a public that now knows you well enough to give you whatever they gave you. So one of the things that you might review in listening to this podcast is, do you have a low-cost service that can rapidly accumulate a large mailing list? Now, you might have, through internet and social media marketing and PR, a way of collecting identities that are reaching for you. That's pretty valuable. You know, maybe they want to subscribe to your uh, blog or they want to subscribe or they want to download a white paper or a video, what have you. This is awesome, but it doesn't put them on your mailing list. They go on your mailing list when they buy something. That now is your mailing list. So don't go all starry-eyed chasing identities that are downloading your free stuff. That's great stuff. And you should statisize that. But what the gross income senior datum works with 
your organization's mailing list, in other words, those who have purchased. So you want to go down that road of building that mailing list in terms of size. So build your mailing list and don't let identities come off of that mailing list no matter what. I mean, obviously, if they pass away, don't keep them on your mailing list. But what if they move out of the area? So what? I have a, I have a member who has a map. He's a dentist, has a map in his office of his patients all over the country. They fly to his office to get their dental work done from hundreds of miles away. So that they move out of the area doesn't mean that they're going to stop using you, not necessarily. Every time I know I'm going up to Buffalo, New York, I, I make sure my hair is long. There's a, there's a person up there that cuts my hair better than anybody. So, you know, oh, good, I'm going to Buffalo. I don't make a special trip for it, but I'm there. I'm going to go, I'm going to go see her. And don't go purging your files. <laughs> okay, maybe they don't need their chimney cleaned every year. Maybe they don't need their roof put on every year, but they know people. And if they move out of the area, sometimes their families are still in the area or their friends. No, don't stop corresponding. Don't take them off their list. Patients don't need you less as they get older. They generally need you more. So if you're talking about health care, why would you purge your list? Do people's teeth magically cease to have issues as they get past a certain age. It, it just doesn't, none of this makes any sense. Accumulate your mailing list, guard it carefully, maintain it beautifully, and use it. What is it? What does he mean by using it? He says, the size, not the quality, of an org's mailing list and the number of mailings and letters to it determines the gross income of an org. So mailings and letters. Well, if we're going to do this properly, we should also define letter. Because letters, he says here, letters in and out is defined as personal signed letters, not a form letter. So don't think because you're sending out form letters that you're sending out letters. Letters are personal from person to person. And that is not the same. I, I've gone into offices where Wow, income's in trouble. Let me look at your letters out. Wow, your letters out are in the hundreds every week. What could possibly be the problem? Let me see some of these letters. Are they personal letters? Oh, yeah, they're personal letters. Well, let me take a look at them. So I look at these letters. They're not personal. They're only, the only thing that's different about the letter is the name that they're addressed to. Dear Joe, Dear Sally. That's, I guess people call it personalized, but that's not a personal letter. That's a form letter. Okay, a personal letter is from, look up personal, it's from a person to a person. It's personal. And nowadays, of course, you can count electronic letters or emails. There's no reason not to. But uh, I don't, wouldn't rule out sending one via the post. That's a personal letter these days received in your uh, mailbox is <clears throat> pretty much an event these days. Almost never see it. I, I could say you could do far worse than to start a uh, snail mail letter writing campaign to your mailing list. You can get everybody in the business in the office involved, particularly technicians. By the way, uh, you know if your if your mechanic is uh, 
sending a, sending you a letter about how's it going with the, you know, that old Lincoln, that 67 Lincoln that, you know, you were restoring together or uh, something personal or uh, a doctor or a dental assistant uh, or, or, or something uh, writes a letter, personal letter to a patient with some sort of reality on that patient. So it is personal and not just a, a form letter of some sort. Wow. That, believe me, uh, I have seen enough businesses turned around on that one subject alone. And writing a letter it's own, is its own technology. And in a future podcast, we will go over that. But all I'm trying to say here is write personal letters to that mailing list. Send them a newsletter uh, once a month uh, electronically or maybe once a quarter. Send them a, a hard copy newsletter. But correspond right to it, that mailing list. And I have seen it over and over and over again for about three decades, the direct relationship between the statistic of bulk mail out and letters out, remembering this could these days include emails, though I would graph them separately and combined. So you have your electronic mail and you have your hard copy mail, your electronic mailings and your hard copy mailings graphed separately and together. But if you monitor that statistic combined, you will see a relationship between that rise and fall of that statistic and the rise and fall of your income every time. But do realize also that there is a lag. So you might see the curve follow anywhere from a few weeks, maybe six weeks, eight weeks later. But you will see that parallel in those curves every time. So monitor them closely, monitor them weekly, and apply this gross income senior datum. And I would say your income problems will be nicely resolved. Let me know how you do with this podcast. Hope it was of value to you. Again, I always enjoy reading your feedback. So write us back and let us know how you're doing with these things. Thank you. Talk to you next week.